Welcome to Infinite Impact Radio, a podcast for impact influencers by impact influencers with world-changing missions. Hey there, impact influencers. My name is Evans Putman. I'm the founder of Infinite Impact Coaching and Consulting and the host of Infinite Impact Radio, where I interview entrepreneurs about their purpose-driven businesses and their missions to contribute towards creating a positive ripple effect in the world. Thank you for joining us today, and I look forward to sharing your world-changing mission soon. All right, welcome everybody to Infinite Impact Radio and Infinite Impact TV. If you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, this is a show for impact influencers by impact influencers with world-changing missions, and today I've got an awesome guest, really excited. One of our first guests, just so you know, Toby, you're, you've made it to the top five episodes, which is awesome. Um, well, you, you know, when you start your first podcast and you do the first few episodes, you get the crappiest people, so if you screw it up, it's <laughs> No, no, not at all. Actually, we've had an amazing, well, here's what's bad. The first four have been really mind-blowingly amazing, so you've got to live up to that. <laughs> got a bar, I got to step over here, all right. So, so everybody, this is Toby Brockner. Um, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. I'm just excited to have him on. He's got a cool story and a really cool mission. And we just connected recently. I think it was the beginning of this week talked. And I was like, after talking to him, I was like, we got to get you on the podcast. So if you would just sort of introduce yourself, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you uh, having me here today. It's, uh, like I said, it's an honor and a privilege. Um, I'm Toby Brockner. I grew up in uh, Louisiana. Um, I moved to Boise, Idaho in 1998. So I've been here for about 20 years, a little over 20 years now. Um, Idaho is home for me um, now. And I, I, I consider myself to be an Idahoan. Um, and I hope my mom's not listening because she would cringe at that. <laughs> you know how Southerners are. Especially if you're from Louisiana. I think they're a we little bit. Our, yeah. We take our roots seriously. Yes, but, definitely. Uh, Never look back. I love it up here. I, I graduated from Boise State in 2002, December of 2002, and I started my first company, uh, marketing company in 2003, August of 2003, and uh, ran that for with some partners for about 10 years, and um, we had some creative differences, and I decided to go my own way and set up my own <clears throat> thing, my own agency. Um, and ran that for about five years and I've been doing a little bit of pivoting things, you know, they go up and down and uh, you got to roll with the tide. There's, there's a, a really fun saying that I use and sailboat, there's no wind. Sometimes you just got to row. So I'm, I'm rowing right now. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's a good one. And for those in Louisiana who just heard him say you have to roll with the tide, that might be another one that gives you a bad check mark too. So yeah. <laughs> um, so when we spoke the other day, we were talking about uh, the reason, the direction you're going in now, and that's where I thought it was really cool. So if you would just sort of share um, what you're doing now, if you want to, and then we can tell maybe the origin story of what sort of epiphany you had that caused you to go in that direction. Yeah, you know, I've had um, a passion. Um, for as long as I can remember. I mean, I, I remember as a kid, even when we would go, we would go on vacation to the panhandle of Florida, the Destin, San Destin area. 
and my brother and my sisters would all go outside and they would go uh, to the beach and down to the ocean and play. And I would stay up in the room in the condo and watch infomercials all day long. <laughs> I was like 10 or <clears throat> 12, you know, that was my thing. I loved the, I didn't know what it was then, but it was marketing. That was the thing. Um, so when I graduated, that was the first business that I started it was a marketing company and I'd been doing that ever since. And over the last couple of years, um, my, I have two kids. And so I, my passions have sort of shifted when you have kids, life shifts pretty dramatically and in a good way. I, I, I love my kids to death. I love spending time with them, my family, my wife. And, um, I, I've always, there's always been this concept of balance of trying to find some kind of balance in your life. And I always preferred to call that integration because I didn't ever see my dadhood as, as separate from my entrepreneurhood. I always saw those two things as, as one. And, you know, just as an example of that, I would, we, we shoot videos and uh, we would shoot, do video production for clients. And I would get a lot of B roll type footage that we could use in videos. And I remember taking my kids, we went hiking and I strapped a bunch of GoPros on them <laughs> and just turned the cameras on. And I got a ton of footage from that and used it in, in videos for myself and for clients. And so, you know, when somebody asked me, well, is that work or is that play? And, it, and, and my answer is that that's just life. That's just how that works. Uh, my life anyway. And so I started trying to think of ways to sort of uh, get that kind of a message out to other dads who are also entrepreneurs who are maybe feeling that tug between those two worlds and saying, Hey, you don't actually have to do that. You don't actually have to separate those two things. If you don't want to, you can live this life and have it just all encompassing and be your life. And so I started a, a, a new kind of a passion project. I'd been, this is something that was rolling around in the back of my head for two years. My wife, actually, we had a big conversation. We were driving back from Salt Lake city up to Boise, about a five hour drive. And she really encouraged me to chase that, that passion or that dream and say, Look, you, I think you would be good at doing something like that, of telling that story and that message to men. Um, you, you really should think seriously about doing that. And, you know, life kind of gets in the way and I just put it on the back burner because it was like, I don't know. And um, I, I finally launched that earlier this year. It's called basicdadsunite.com. And Basic Dads Unite is really just a blog site. And there's six categories, health, wealth, relationships, career, self-improvement, and uh, lifestyle, hobbies, leisure, that kind of a thing. So what I'm, what I'm trying to do is, is bring dads who also happen to be either high-level corporate executives, top-level salespeople, business owners, entrepreneurs, and give them permission to live a more full life and say, listen, there are more, there's more to this game that working 80 hours a week and making a million bucks. I can do that, but I can also be healthy. I can also have a great relationship with my wife. And I didn't believe that for a long, long time. And for too long, I didn't believe that. I thought you had to pick. And the older I get, the more I realize that not only do you not have to choose, you actually shouldn't choose. You should choose all of it. You should choose to do all of it. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's, it was so funny when we talked the first time, because so much of this resonated with myself. And I know there's a lot of our listeners, viewers out there that it resonates with them too. And it probably resonates with this, you know, with the working mom, the single mom as well. Um, because it is tough. I mean, especially when you hear that, you know, hustle, 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 grind type noise all the time coming in. And I was in that same position. So I can relate 100% with you where I was working, I was 
making good income enough for like mom to stop working. So we had mom at home with our younger daughter, which was a win for us. But I also found that I wasn't balanced in any way. It was like everything was leaning towards the work side and nothing towards this side. And when it did go to this side, I was too tired um, mm-hmm. to do that. And one thing that we connected on, I think this is very cool that we talked about, we both sort of went on a sort of health and fitness journey too. So I know that's really important to you. It's really important to me. So if you would, if you don't mind sharing your big win for what you did um, recently, not, not the win. Well, you can share the, the cool prize at the end <laughs> if you want to make everybody jealous, but the win for yourself, which was really um, inspiring and I think might inspire some listeners. Well, yeah, I mean, I've always been an athlete, you know, growing up in high school. And I mean, I played football since the time I was five years old, all the way up until through high school. I was, I was too small and too slow to play in college, but very passionate about that. I wrestled um, when I was 31. I, I started training in MMA and uh, actually had a real live cage fight in front of like 5,000 people in downtown Boise at the arena. Wow. So, I mean, I, I've been in that world for a long time, but when you get busy and in life and you get older, your metabolism slows down. And it's funny because my son, he's saying the same thing. He's like, I'll never be fat. I'm like, yeah, okay, wait, because you're eating crap sonic every day or whatever you're eating all this crap every day you're gonna get fat if you don't stop and we believe that we're invincible and so the older we get you know the worse it gets <laughs> gravity cannot be denied and so I, I yeah I got fat I got you know overweight and so I, I kind of get to the point where I, I ran down this journey of you know what and this was a really weird epiphany too it's so obvious but sometimes when you're in your own head you just don't see it for what it is but I had this realization that, you know what, you don't actually have to be fat, Like you can go and work and do and build a business and a, a leave a legacy and, and be thin and healthy and have a great relationship with you. So anyway, that was this sort of weird thing where I'm like, oh, you know what, I can do that. And so I started, my, my wife uh, has been on me for years and years for, to, to get thin and healthy. And I remember we were in Hawaii uh, for our 20 year wedding anniversary last October. And we're sitting there and we're talking about Hawaii. And I said, man, I would love to come here every year, bring our kids, bring our grandkids, make a tradition of it. You know, we were on the Island of Kauai, just a magical place. And she said, you know, you, if you want to do that, you're going to have to take better care of yourself. Otherwise you won't be able to come here in 40 years. You'll be dead. You know, you're, you're going to have a heart attack. Right. And that really sort of hit me, you the know, hard like, truth. Yeah, she's right. You know, that this is something that I've got to stop. So anyway, I tried, started, stopped, started, stopped, you know, the cycle, that vicious cycle that we all go through at some point of dieting and exercising. And we found this summer challenge, uh, this this couple, fitness couple puts on uh, every four times a year. And the summer one was about to start. And she said, you know, they're holding this challenge. It's a seven week weight loss challenge. She said, you can, uh, the, the grand prize is a trip to Kauai. And it was like this bolt of lightning from the sky of like, this was meant, this was meant for me. Like, this is a sign. This is bigger than I am. And she's like, you know, you're, you're fat enough. You could easily win this thing, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I don't think no, she actually love the honesty though. That's, that's, I don't think she actually called me fat, but she said, you could win this pretty easily. And so I, I did it. I went through the seven week challenge and I lost 30 pounds in seven weeks. And uh, yeah, I won the, the challenge. We're going to Kauai in April. 
Uh, so that was a nice side benefit. But I mean, what it really did was it kind of gave me my life back a little bit. It gave me a, a better sense of control of like, hey, you, you really can control your destiny if you make these commitments to yourself and you don't go back on them. Yeah. So do you, do you think that was almost something that contributed to you finally deciding to follow your passion? Because that was almost like that switch said, Hey, look, you can do this. You don't have to be over here. You can do this. And this is just one little sign of success that started pushing you in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, 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 uh, it was, I don't even really know how to explain it other than if you've been through it, you know what I'm talking about. It's this sort of just opening up of your mind of the possibilities where you're going down these paths and these are things that you're quote unquote supposed to do in your life. And you don't realize that you don't actually have to do those things. You can really, you can do whatever you want. Um, There's no law saying that I have to run an agency just because I'm good at marketing and I, and I'm, and I wanted to do that at some point in my life. Doesn't mean that I have to always do that. My passions, my interests, those things evolve over time. And, and, but you don't give yourself permission because of fear, because of, you know, expectations, because it's, it's easy because you're making a good living. You're doing this, you know, these things, but I just didn't want to be trapped in an ideal of this is what you're supposed to do. It's more of a mind thing than anything. I wasn't really trapped physically or even financially or anything like that. It was just, it was my, I was trapped in my own head. Yes, that makes sense. You know, it's funny. One of our other, um, guests that came on a couple shows ago, Justin Stevens recently went through something similar and what his was, his epiphany was it's okay to quit. You know, he'd been taught his entire life. You don't quit. You're not a quitter. You don't want to be a quitter. And he had a business that he was in that was draining his bank account that was draining, you know, like raising his stress levels, causing him all kind of issues at home and in his personal life. And, he decided one day, you know what? I can quit. I can do something different. It was something similar. It was like, it was all a mind thing, but it was something that was ingrained with him all along. Like you had chosen this road and you need to stay on it until you get to the piece of cheese at the end or the, you know, the trophy at the end. And if you don't, you're a quitter. Um, so yeah, so that's an, that's an awesome point. Yeah. And I, and I know Justin and I've heard his story too. We've talked about that quite a bit together. Um, great guy. Um, yes. And, and I think one of the things that one of the, one of the things that we don't realize is that every plan, every life plan, whether you're planning it or it's happening to you, that's a plan. Something has gone on, but every plan has a strategy and it has tactics. And so we are told as entrepreneurs, particularly you're weak. If you give up, you're, you're a quitter. You can't, st- and, and there's actually some science behind all of this. A couple of professors put this together Back in the late 70s, this document is called The Emotional Cycle of Change. And it talks about this vicious cycle of starting something and then quitting and starting something and quitting. And the problem with it is most of us, when things get hard, we bail on the strategy and we don't analyze the tactics and look at the tactics and see if we're executing at a high enough level because normally we're not. We're running a plan and the tactics like weight loss, for example, I pick a diet plan. And I'm like, keto, let's just call it that. I don't, I've never done keto, but let's say it's keto. I'm going to go down this path of keto. That's my strategy. The tactics are eat certain things, do certain things, run, walk, whatever, exercise, whatever. So if I'm not doing those things 
and I'm failing at those things. It's not the plan or the strategy that was bad. It's my tactics. It's my execution that's bad. But our natural tendency, because it's hard and because we're failing on the tactics, is to blame the strategy and say, that's not working. I need a new strategy. And so that's when we quit and we give up. And so we quit based on the wrong data. The data are telling us that you should keep going, just execute at a higher level and you'll find success, but we bail out and we don't. And so I think, uh, you know, it's okay to quit if you are executing and you're giving it your all. If you're executing at a high enough level and you're reaching and you're still not reaching success, something's wrong with the strategy and you should change it. But, but don't mix those two things up, I guess, is the biggest point. Oh, I love that. That's an awesome way to put it. I hope everybody was paying attention because that sort of expanded my mind right there and yeah. um, showed it to me in a different way because that's 100% true. I mean, as somebody who was in the health and fitness industry in the past myself, I remember working with clients and, you know, and a lot of times it was exactly the same thing. Like they would give up on their goals and I would have to remind them, well, you missed four out of the five of your last personal training sessions. Yep. You know, it's not the strategy that we have in place. I know it works. It worked for me. It works for other people, but you're not showing up and executing. So let's not quit yet. You know, let's push through that, get that solved. And then if this doesn't work, we'll switch to something else, a different strategy. So I think that's an excellent, yeah. I mean, I just never thought of it that way. So that's awesome. I love that point. Yeah. Of view. yeah. Um, well, I guess we're going to be wrapping up here pretty soon. I don't want to go yet. I would love if I'm just wondering if you could share maybe like two or three, now that we're on strategies and tactics, maybe two or three simple things that those of us who are pushing too hard, who are working too hard, maybe something we can do to sort of bring ourselves back into that middle down the middle way and get ourselves back in balance. Yeah, well, you know, the funny thing is I look at my calendar every day and I see, okay, I've got a meeting, you know, I've got a podcast interview with Evans today at 8.20 my time and then I've got after this, I've got a call with another uh, person and then I've got a client meeting and then I've got to work on some stuff and, I'm, and I've got all these things planned and I don't have walk, exercise, I don't have spend time with my daughter one-on-one because they just started school and I want to find out what's going on. Don't, you know, I don't have spend time with my son. I don't have sit on my back patio and smoke a cigar to relax. Those things need to be intentionally scheduled into your day. If you're going to have balance, you've got to be intentional about it. And that is one of the hardest things that I've found. And one of the most eye-opening things that I found to help me actually uh, give attention to the different areas of my life um, is is what what gets what gets measured gets managed, and if if we're not looking at each of those areas in our life, if we're not paying attention to them, they're just not going to happen. And so the the single biggest piece of advice thing that's helped me the most is to actually be intentional about scheduling those types of things. Every Friday night, every or Saturday night. It depends. If you look at my calendar from 7 to 10 p.m., it'll say date night because I intentionally schedule that on my calendar for my wife. Um, nobody sees that calendar but me. Somebody might look at that and go, you're a psycho. You have to actually schedule time with your wife. But it's because I know my personality. I know how I am. I know if I don't do it, I'll let it go. And so I do it intentionally. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, that's I don't think it's just your personality. I think it's a lot of our personalities, you know, I mean, I can say from 
my point of view, I was, I, I started doing something similar and believe me when I, I, I have this thing about calendars, schedulers, whatever I tell people, it causes me to get hives. That's probably why I don't have any of this on my head. Um, I, my mentor and actually the, the first guest we had on this, the very first episode, Pat Hyben, he is somebody who went through something similar to you where he decided, you know what, I can push, keep pushing really hard or I can come to the middle. I can make time for what's important. My family, be a dad, focus on them. And I've got to find ways to do it. And that's one of the ways that he actually taught me. I mean, he schedules every single thing out. And I remember seeing his calendar and thinking, you know, why are you scheduling just these little things like take the dog for a walk, you know? And, and he's like, because we have these things called cell phones and constant pings and constant things. And we're entrepreneurs and we get start going this way and we'll just forget if we don't. So I think that's an, yeah. it's an amazing thing. And even for somebody like me who is so pushed back against scheduling, I've found myself, I, I'm not perfect about it. I'll admit it, but I'm doing better at it. And I, I'm glad to hear that um, somebody else feels the same way. So I know it's not just me. That's a little crazy that has issues with, <laughs> with scheduling yeah. and going, going off the, you know, chasing those squirrels. I'm like my dog on a walk, chasing that squirrel as soon as you see it and forgetting that you're supposed to be going this way, not that way. Um, yeah, and that's absolutely a hard thing to do for, for, for us. Yes, definitely. So, well, to wrap up, is there anything else you want to share as far as, I mean, I love, I will say that I just love the fact that you've decided that, you know, that you're working with dads to help entrepreneurial dads and helping people find balance. Cause I think see it and you, I'm sure you see it too. We see it in our sort of little universe that it's a big issue. You know, guys just, they're taught to, you got to push, 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 grind and keep going. And you, you know, everything gets put on the back burner. And I know from my past, my father was never present when he came home from work. He worked all the time. Mm-hmm. And there was no presence at home. And I know that was my goal to be the exact opposite. So that's one reason I wanted to have you on because I plan on spending time in that group. I plan on paying attention to what you're doing because I want to be the best father I can be to my daughter as well. So that's really important. So sorry, I sort of took off and ran with it, but is there anything else you want to leave us with that you'd leave all the dads out there with to help them through some of this um, transition to finding more balance? Yeah, I mean, just the just that you, I'm I'm giving you permission to give yourself permission to do the things that light you up, and and to be intentional about how you live your life, and to be uh, you know as free in your own mind as you want to be. I think I think that's the biggest thing is that this is more of a mindset thing than anything, and. Being able to, the, one of the reasons, you know, I picked dad, like you had mentioned earlier, you know, hey, working moms kind of go through this too, you know, whatever. But um, the reason I picked dad entrepreneurs as a as an audience that I wanted to speak to is because that's who I am. And that's who I, you know, I, I understand. And I'm not trying to come at this as, hey, I'm this expert and I have it all figured out because I don't. What I'm saying is, hey, this is a problem for a lot of us let's go explore some of these tools and resources together. And I'm going to try and find the very best things that can help you and bring them back so we can all learn from one another. And, you know, as the saying goes, a rising tide lifts all our dinghies. So that's the mission behind basic dads unite. 
That's awesome. Yes. Go on the journey together because we're all in this together, which is awesome. I love that whole, you know, I'm not up here on the mountaintop. Follow with me and we're going to, you know, work for this, work on this mission together, which is amazing. Well, I appreciate it. Well, tell everybody where they can find you again. I know you mentioned it earlier, but any, any places they can find you and start joining in on this journey with you. Yeah, uh, the website basicdadsunite.com. Um, you can you can find there. There's a link in the middle, towards the middle, right under the the main picture there to join a Facebook group I have. Um, that's actually picking up quite a bit of traction. There's uh, good discussions going on. Um, yeah, we'd love to have you on board, but uh, feel free to just peruse the website and and jump in. We're adding articles to that every day in those six categories. So if you know there's a particular area of your life that you think you need to, that's a SOS type of a situation, maybe your health, jump into the health category and just start consuming some of that information and join us on the Facebook group and talk about it and let us, let us all help you together. Yeah, I love it. Well, you'll see, I, I promise I'll start to participate a little bit more in that group. <laughs> so uh, I definitely want to get in there because I know it's now that I've met you and heard your mission, I know it's something that's going to be amazing. It's going to be really useful for all of us dads out there who are trying to be better fathers while leaving an impact on the world and on our family, which is an yeah. amazing mission. I appreciate it. Thank you, Toby. Thanks for being on the show with us. Yeah, you bet. I appreciate being here. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Yep. Wow, what another great episode. Our guests are amazing, and I appreciate each and every one of them for spending some time with us. And also, I appreciate you for taking the time to listen or to watch. If you find this valuable and think others would enjoy it too, would you please leave us a comment on Facebook? Leave us a comment on the YouTube channel. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe to our Apple podcast and leave us a review. We would appreciate it. Any way you're watching, listening, consuming this, just to get some feedback and to see that you're enjoying the kind of content we're putting out. It would mean the world to us. We want to make sure we're making a positive impact on everybody that's listening. And by doing that, you also help us make sure that other people who may need to hear the messages of my guests will also hear them. So thank you again. I appreciate it. And listen, if you've got a, a desire to start an, an impact, purpose-driven business, but don't know where to start, please reach out to me. I'll be glad to jump on a call with you just to give you some advice, some things I've learned from my guests, some things I've learned from my journey. Just come find me on Facebook. It's Evans Putman, E-V-A-N-S-P-U-T-M-A-N, coaching. Evans Putman Coaching on Facebook. You can also find me on Instagram, at Evans Putman. Send me a direct message. However you want to reach out to me, just please do it. I'll be glad to jump on and help you out. And if you think you're perfect for this podcast, I can't wait to hear from you. So reach out to me as well. Thank you again. Look forward to seeing you on the next Infinite Impact Radio episode.